prescription that actually changes something. Yeah, hopefully. Whoa, there's red now. Yep, it's recording now. So Whoa. We just got to get into it and uh, get going. So <coughs> this part I will more than likely cut. But um, no, this is for the uh, this is for the bloopers. This is for the funny deleted scenes. This is for the deleted scenes. Yeah, you're right. This is where you go. Hi guys, welcome to Goblin Minute. Oh, did I just freaking say that? Yeah, it's like when they did that for Toy Story. <laughs> yeah, or Bug Life. The world, what a terrifying place. Seek horrors, and you will find they exist behind every corner. If endless fears of evil beasts and the wickedness of reality torments your restless spirit. Confront it. Take a seat and settle in. You've made it just in time for the Goblin Hour. Well, 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 here we are. Season two of Goblin Hour. <laughs> there we go. That's what I'm doing. Welcome, people from around the globe, to season two of Goblin Hour. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for being here. All right. And today, I've got uh, the first guest of the new season, Brendan. Still not doing any last names. Brendan, go ahead. Introduce yourself. Say hi. Hey, guys. It's me. It's me, Brendan. Oh, okay. I know. I know. I love you guys, too. I love you guys, too. Just kidding, man. We do that gag all the time. (laughs) But yeah, introduce yourself, man. Hey, guys. It's me. It's Brendan. I'm I'm living it up. I'm here with my guy Ben. Really pumped to be on Goblin Hour. Yeah, thank you so much for coming, man. It means a lot to have you here. I know it, it means a lot to be here. I've been a fan for for a couple months now. Yeah, and just 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 to be here is a kind of a surreal experience. I think I'm shaking a little bit. We spent a lot of time talking about it, uh, trying to get you in. We both have crazy <laughs> schedules. Um, you were on, I believe, Jimmy Fallon a couple weeks ago promoting something. So uh, yeah, I'm glad we got to snag you. But I'm not sure if you remember this from OG Goblin Hour. We always start with um, how we met, first of all. So how do we know each Ooh. other? Are you just the guy on the street? Or, you know, do we go to school together? What's the deal? Well, I think if memory serves, we, uh, we, we worked at the same place. We worked at... That's getting censored, by the way. That's getting censored. That's too much information. Too much we information. We worked at a place where we gave ice cream to people. We worked at, we worked at an ice cream place. Yeah. We met there, and mm-hmm. we're just kind of... We just... It's kind of weird because we, we haven't talked about this for a while, but we really we don't have too much in common. Yeah, like interest wise, like we all like we both like pretty different things. Yeah, and we like them for pretty different reasons, even when we do like the same thing. Yeah, but for some reason we just kind of mesh. We just kind of work together. You get along pretty well. You were working there before I was, and I started. And uh, you know, for a while we didn't really have too much going on. But you were the first guy who I was like, this guy seems pretty good. You know, there was never any intention to be like let's become great friends. But you know. That, that's Lo and that's behold, just how it that happened. Yeah. And um, the next question, of course, is, you know what Goblin Hour is about. This is a scary podcast. This is about scary things. I'm, I'm ready to get scared, Evil, dude. evil ghouls, monsters. And th- my question for you is, have you ever encountered anything paranormal or spooky before? Okay, well, in t- funny you should ask. In, uh, in fifth grade, I went to, I, I changed schools just for that one grade, because obviously I was going off to middle school. Mm-hmm. I uh, I transferred because that was the the new school where my mom was working, and uh, I'm not sure if it was fifth grade. I think it, no, it, it it was definitely after that. Actually, it was after that where ooh, nice little nice Drinking little some water. That's awesome. Good little ASMR. Keep going. 
But yeah, it was a it was a while after that. Mm-hmm. I was back just because my mom works there. I was probably middle school at the time, so I mean, she probably just dragged me along for some little crazy adventure. Yeah. And uh, I went to the bathroom, and I was I was I was sitting on the toilet. I was going number two, and I hear a toilet flush. Now you may be thinking, Brendan, you just moved. You yeah, just like you just moved around a little bit. Obviously, it was your toilet that flushed, you right? Described being in a public restroom, man. Toilets flush. No, 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 not what? this one. Not the toilet I was sitting on. The one to my left flushed. What? Well, there was someone in there, right? No, I was the only soul. You were alone in the bathroom. Alone in the bathroom. I think. In the, the toilet flushed on its own? Like, in the whole building. I th- it was probably just me, my mom, and a couple other staff members. But I was the only one in that bathroom. Oh, my God. Is that the end of the story? That's not the end of the story. Thank you for asking. <laughs> okay. We uh, had a pause there for a second. Audience, how did you feel about that one? <laughs> I'm a pretty funny guy. I'm a pretty funny guy. Wow, they really abruptly stopped laughing there. But please continue. Yeah, another small occurrence in that same visit, as I was, like, getting up and opening, like, opening the door to go wash my hands, because I'm I'm not a filthy heathen. I wash my hands after I go to the bathroom. Sweet, sweet, awesome. The sink turns on when I'm, when I'm, like, I'm just opening the door, and the sink is, of course, like, across the bathroom. The sink just turns on. What? I know, the the ghost, he he just felt like, uh, it's a ghost, by the way. I'm fully convinced it's a ghost. I don't think I pointed that out. The ghost turned, turned the faucet on. So you fought the flushes toilet and uses sink ghost? That's right. And, I, and I'm not the only one. I am not the only one who has fought this ghost. My stepdad has walked into that bathroom, seen a figure like brush past him on his right, turned around and gone, ooh, I'm sorry. He's turned around. No one's there. No one. And he, he, he goes to my mom and he says, oh, has, has, has anyone ever told you that the bathroom is kind of, and my mom goes, haunted? Yes, Brendan's told me before. So it's it's not just me. Wait, hold on. He wasn't he wasn't like already predispositioned <laughs> to it being hold on haunted. A, a damn second. When you've told me this tale before, you haven't said that your mom said it. Brendan's told me before. Is this story corroborated from two people? Yes, I've told I've told my mom who I'm not sure if she's experienced anything. And like I said, my stepdad experienced something. After I did, but not with the knowledge that it was haunted. I thought this was a well-known, like, yeah, it's haunted. Everyone knows that it's haunted at that school. I mean, everyone might know. It's it's been a it's been a while. <laughs> you tricked me with all of these lies. I'm sorry. All I right. didn't mean to. I didn't. I didn't mean to set it up that way. I I formally apologize. No, it's okay. That's a good ghost story, man. I'm sure that's real. So that'll mean um, <laughs> you have experience with this type of thing. You're not new. To uh, what time it is being the goblin hour. Yeah, I'm not just like, I'm not like dipping my little pinky toe. I'm I'm already halfway in. Well, um, even though, uh, because we've been discussing this for so long, and today's topic was actually your idea. I'm not sure if you remember that. Uh, it was something you said months ago at this point, but I thought it was very funny, so I wrote it down. And it is something that I've been interested in in a long time, or for a long time, I should say. And... Uh, you know, normally I'd be like, hey, what do you think the topic's going to be? And then they guess. They say, like, oh, uh, Wendigo. And then I go, no, it's Bigfoot. But what it actually is this time is you know what it is. But would you like to venture a guess anyway? Ooh, I'm thinking, oh, um, probably, like, Roswell, New Mexico, like, aliens, that kind of that that kind of thing. Nope. Oh. Yep. It's oh, man. Big reveal. It's Spells. Spells. Yeah, come on. We're talking about spells. Get loud, get loud. Yeah. No. But yeah, we're talking about spells today. 
and I've got a lot of information. Um, it's pretty useful information, too, pretty interesting stuff. But I wanted to start by quoting the dictionary. Okay. As okay. all good speeches start. And that's essentially what this is going to be. But um, magic, a power that allows people, such as witches and wizards, to do impossible things by saying special words or performing special actions. See also black magic. Dude, I'm, I, I don't think I can do this anymore. <laughs> you getting was, chills? That was, I'm getting chills. I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah. I'm feeling shivers. I don't know if I'm ready for this. That's the first document I got. Um, pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, do you believe in any sort of magic or spells? Do you think people have any sort of ordained ability and they can use their powers? I think I, I believe in a lot of things, like a lot of sort of like weird phenomena. Name a couple of them. Like, like it's kind of like aliens. Ghosts. Ghosts. Just like kind of, like maybe like extraterrestrial kind of stuff. Just that yeah. that sort of area. But you I mean, believe in anything paranormal. Well, I mean, ghosts are paranormal, aren't they? They are. Yeah. And uh, oh god, I'm I'm a bit I'm a bit I'm a bit foolish. What else is like? D- just name something. I'll say. I'll Skinwalker. Say Skinwalker. Mm, I don't think so. What? Not not this guy. Do you live in Oklahoma? I, th- I think so. Yeah, you do. You should believe in it. I don't believe in scary stuff, and I believe in that one. I, mean, I, I, might, I might just have to look up some local legends. I, I formally apologize. You don't have to look up much, man. Listen to Goblin Hour Season 1, <laughs> Episode 4, the scary episode. You'll learn a thing or two. Oh, God. I need to start bumping Goblin Hour. I'm sorry. Sorry, go- <laughs> sorry Goblin Heads. Yeah. Um, so the first thing I had, uh, it's the Britannica Dictionary Definition of Magic. And one of my favorite parts of this definition is a power that allows people such as witches and wizards. <laughs> like, here, read it. It's in oh, parentheses. Whoa. The first one at the top. Well, it, okay. Ooh, the see the fact that it, it says such as witches and wizards heavily implies that like Others. other people can do it. Like maybe not your average Joe, but like was it, it? It's not exclusive. People with some sort of it's not exclusive magic club. aptitude. Yeah. Mm. So like we, we we could learn magic. We could yeah. try. Yeah, we could. Hold on. Hold on. I might start believing in magic. Let's let's come back to that idea. But <clears throat> magic, sometimes spelled with. Uh, M-A-G-I-C-K, instead of the way you're probably imagining, M-A-G-I-C, is an ancient practice rooted in rituals, spiritual divinations, and or cultural lineage with an intention to invoke, manipulate, or others manifest. <laughs> I got too scared. <laughs> no, I started burping. Let me burp real quick. I might cut this part. We'll see. We need to burp you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, magic, sometimes spelled magic, is an ancient practice rooted in ritual, spiritual divinations, and or cultural lineage with an intention to invoke, manipulate, or otherwise manifest supernatural forces, beings, or entities in the natural world. It is a categorical yet often ambiguous term which has been used to refer to a wide variety of beliefs and practices, frequently considered separate from both religion and science. So that's our first thing. Um, pretty scary, pretty cool, pretty powerful. Pretty, pretty awesome. I'm pretty hearing. awesome, yeah. It's interesting because, as I said, the topic is spells. But when I looked up spells on Wikipedia, it just gave me two options, which were go to magic or go to incantation. So I printed out both, of course. Okay. Uh, magic is just sort of an overview on it. And, you know, you see all these documents I have. Yeah, you, you got a fat stack We've there. got a lot. Um, I've got one that's, you know, magic, incantations, grimoires, and spell books, magic spells, and then this one is the scary one that we're going to end on. Ooh, I'm excited. Because that one, uh, 
you know, who knows? Maybe at some point we go out and try some of these. I got to learn the time travel spell so I can fast forward to the end. Don't do that, <laughs> listeners. Listen to the whole thing. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, let, I'll just read the rest of this. I don't know if it's going to be interesting or not. We'll see. Okay, okay. Although connotations have varied from positive to negative at times throughout history, magic continues to have an important religious and medicinal role in many cultures today. Within Western culture, magic has been linked to ideas of the other, foreignness, and primitivism, indicating that it is a powerful marker of cultural difference, and likewise a non-modern phenomenon. During the late 19th century and early 20th century, Western intellectuals perceived the practice of magic to be a sign of primitive mentality and also commonly attributed it to marginalized groups of people. Uh, pretty messed up stuff. So is it, it's like a primitive thing? That's the way that with how Western culture has perceived it okay, and portrayed okay. it. Um, I'm sure you've seen that throughout many depictions of media. Oftentimes you have the Native Americans doing their witch oh, doctor yeah, ceremonies yeah, yeah. or something, or they have their shaman come in. Uh, and it's sort of ridiculed from the Western perspective. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. I, I've seen it now. That, yeah, now that you, now that you're actually mentioning it, I'm I'm sort of things you're are coming to mind. Some dots. I'm connecting some dots. Nice, but um, yeah, in modern occultism and neo-pagan religions, many self-described magicians and witches regularly practice ritual magic. So modern that we have this happening in the real world today, uh, defining magic as a technique for bringing about change in the physical world through the force of one's own will. This definition was popularized by Aleister Crowley, 1875 to 1947 who was an influential British occultist, and since that time other religions, e.g. Wicca and Levian Satanism, and magical systems, e.g. chaos magic, have adopted it. So that's a lot of interesting stuff right there. I feel like uh, we can't gloss over that. Wicca, Wiccans, you know, I'm sure you've heard of that. That's yeah. a thing the, the TikTok girlies like to do, <laughs> you know. Those, those are some of the most powerful modern sorcerers we have, I think. Yeah, that's um, like like the creme de la creme sort of. They frequently cast spells of like bad luck, uh, but I think generally they're more in favor of like bringing love into their own lives. They generally use their powers for good. Yeah, it's you, selfish, but it's yeah. You, you kind don't, of you don't want to you don't want to cross them, but at the same time you're not really like you're not really submitting to them. Here's the other one that was mentioned: uh, Levian Satanism. I don't know much about Satanism. Sa- yeah, no Satanism. I don't rock with it because it's Satanism, and Satan's the bad guy. So. See, I don't, I don't know the limits on it. If it's like go kill a baby goat, I'm not too big into that. But if it's like <laughs> pray to the red guy instead of the the angelic white guy, yeah, that that's a little less like I go like do your thing. Yeah. But if you're eating like a baby or something, I'm gonna Ma- yeah, maybe don't do that. I'm gonna go. All right, man, I'm okay with it. And then in magical systems like chaos magic, which I don't even know what the hell that is. That sounds crazy. You know, I want to learn more about that. I'm I'm gonna be looking into that on my own. Yeah, so I'm assuming there's nothing else in there. Yeah, not much on chaos magic. Do you want to know the etymology of the term magic? Absolutely, I do. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the English words magic, mage, and magician come from the Latin term magus through the Greek, and it's something I cannot read, which is from the old Persian magus. This is f- unreadable. This is like actually Sanskrit and stuff. For real? Yeah. I'll let you see it in a little bit. Yeah, we're going to skip this one. I'm sorry. Yeah, so, sorry, uh, sorry, etymology of magic. All right, this next subheading is something I was a little more interested in. Okay, okay. White, gray, and black. These are the different types of magic. Wait, there's I, I, there's white and gray? White, gray, I and black. It, I thought it was just like 
Like, there's magic, and then there's black magic. I didn't know there was other magic. I think generally white magic is considered to be just magic by default. It's like how if you go to, like, a burger and you say, let me get extra sauce on that, they're going to put their famous burger sauce on it. Even though it is, it can be classified as a specific sauce, they're not going to be like, well, do you want... They're not going to put mayo on it. They're yeah. going to put their sauce. That's like when people ask for magic. They're like, here's magic, and then the other kind of magic. Okay. I gotcha, I gotcha. Anyway, uh, white magic has traditionally been understood as the use of magic for selfless or helpful purposes, while black magic was used for selfish, harmful, or evil purposes. With respect to the left-hand path and right-hand path dichotomy, black magic is the malicious left-hand counterpart of the benevolent white magic. There is no consensus as to what constitutes white, gray, or black magic. As Phil Hines says, like many other aspects of occultism, what is termed to be black magic depends very much on who is doing the defining. Gray magic, also called neutral magic, is magic that is not performed for specifically benevolent reasons, but is also not forced towards completely hostile practices. I think that's an interesting distinction to be made. It's something uh, we learn about a lot in history is, um, you know, history is written by the victors. It's like, yeah, we were, we were right in this war because we won. Yeah, it's, it's sort same of the same logic. thing we're, here. We're right for doing the spell that we are doing. Anyway, next part of the magic, high and low Historians and anthropologists have distinguished between practitioners who engage in high magic and those who engage in low magic. High magic, also known as theurgy and ceremonial or ritual magic, is more complex, involving lengthy and detailed rituals, as well as sophisticated, sometimes expensive paraphernalia. Low magic and natural magic are associated with peasants and folklore, with simpler rituals such as brief spoken spells. Low magic is also closely associated with sorcery, sor- Sosawi and witchcraft. <laughs> Anthropologi- anthropologist Susan Greenwood writes that since the Renaissance, high magic has been concerned with drawing down forces and energies from heaven and achieving unity with divinity. High magic is usually performed indoors, while witchcraft is often performed outdoors. Okay, okay. I like that. So, yeah, there's a lot of different areas you can sort of spec into if you're pursuing magic. You have to first decide on uh, the moral path you're going with, which would either be white, black, and gray. I think if, if you had to pick. Oh, me? Per- I'm, I'm absolutely going white. I want to be the good guy. I'm going gray. You're going, okay, I, I, I can respect have, that. I want to have access to, like, the life drain spell, but I also want to have access to, like, the heal spells. Yeah, gray, gray it definitely gives you a, a bit more freedom. Yeah. I, and I don't know if it works like it's good, bad, and neutral, or if it is good at one end, bad at one end, and you can pick and choose parts, and that lands you in gray. Hmm. So I, I don't know. But um, then there's high and low, and I think likely we'd probably both go low just because yeah. we don't have the fucking money to spend on the, oh. s- the huge spell book and, like, the Alembic or whatever. Like, dude, why do you think I'm getting into spells in the first place? I don't have money. I'm doing the money spell. I'm getting the infinite money spell, please. Yeah, come on. But, um, yeah, okay. So that's interesting. Um, it's a little disappointing that we don't have a third person here to be oh, like the to, dark to magic. be the bad guy. Yeah, but whatever. That's how it works. I, mean, I don't. I don't want to say the bad guy. The the black. The black. They're the antagonist. Guy. The sort antagonist. Of role. There you go. Antagonist is actually worse than saying bad guy because you can be a bad guy and be a protagonist. That's true. I think we say yeah, the bad guy. Yeah, bad guy. It's not a. It's not a pleasant title, but it's. It's accurate. One must, one must bear it. Yeah. This next topic is about witchcraft. Okay. The historian Ronald Hutton notes the presence of four distinct meanings of the term witchcraft in the English language. 
Historically, the term primarily referred to the practice of causing harms to others through supernatural or magical means. This remains, according to Hutton, the most widespread and frequent understanding of the term. Moreover, Hutton also notes three other definitions in current usage to refer to anyone who conducts magical acts for benevolent or God, I'm a bait. Why do I can't read? You're baby Ben today. Why do I can't read? We need this to get is your crazy. bottle. <sighs> yeah, you need to give me some milk. <coughs> oh, God. I ate Little Caesars before this, and I ate too much, so I, I felt really sick in my class. And I was like, ugh. <laughs> and these people Ooh. I knew, all like I was, I saw these people in front of me, right, in the class. Yeah. And they went in before me, and I was like, Oh, God, people I know. And I was like, I'm going to go sit alone. And I was like, going to sit alone. But the way the seating worked out, I was like, I'll sit right here. And one of them goes, oh, yeah, and Ben's also here. Wow, this is crazy. And I went, fuck. And I went over and sat by him. So you, had to, you sat next to him in, the, in your baby Ben burping glory. <laughs> yeah. I was sitting there going, I'm s- the professor was talking. I was like, Ugh. And they were like, Jesus. Like, dude, what's wrong with you? What did you eat? Did you eat, like, a whole Little Caesars pizza or something? And I went, no, I ate, like, 75% of it. And I went, Jesus, <laughs> that's still a lot, man. <laughs> you hungry? And I was like, I think I was just bored. I go, fuck. You got nothing better to do. All right, anyway. Uh, moreover, Hutton also notes three other, wait, the most widespread and frequent understanding of the term. Moreover, Hutton also notes three other definitions in current usage to refer to anyone who conducts magical acts for benevolent or malevolent intent. For practitioners of the modern pagan religion Wicca, or as a symbol of women resisting male authority and asserting an independent female authority, belief in witchcraft is often present within societies and groups. This cultural f- framework includes a magical worldview. Okay, so it's sort of like a, I don't want to say like a feminist thing, but it's like... That's bizarre. I've never heard that. I mean, I, I feel like I kind of get it. I do get it. It's mainly women that practice it. Yeah, like the... Like whenever you think like spells and magic, a lot of the times you think like the the evil witch when the with the black robe and the black hat with stars on it riding a broom. Yeah, you definitely mixed up your metaphors. The st- stars on the hat is from. <laughs> that's his thing. The oh. witch has the black hat. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, shout out. <laughs> no, fuck. I'm actually. We hate. <laughs> I'm censoring it every time we've said. <laughs> you're gonna hear. <laughs> yeah. Here, check this out. Um, Hit me. Those regarded as being magicians have often faced suspicion from other members of their society. <laughs> Fuck, hold on. I'm going to redo it. <laughs> those regarded as being magicians have often faced suspicion from other members of their society. <laughs> <laughs> those poor guys. That's Sucks sick. To be <laughs> Whoa, dude, don't say that. <laughs> dude. Also, look how it shows up on there. So if I say, hey, go... And you, it's a genuine sensor. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But it's crazy because you have to be, like, on it. Like, I have to see you start going, you mother <laughs> before I can do it. Like, I can't just – it's way easier to just go in later and edit it out, which is what I'm, I'm going to be doing for a lot of this. We love you, man. Whoa. way too much that was awesome look at the look at the sound bar oh wow that's gonna be so loud and i also made the decision that i'm gonna be turning up like so the global volume on this is i believe it's set to negative 12 decibels is what we generally go for i think i've kind of fucked it on this one already 
but um, I guess I had a professor who was like, negative 12 is the industry standard, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. But listening back to some stuff, it's been a little too quiet. I think, like, even if it's the industry standard, people nowadays want things to be a little louder, and they want to be able to mm-hmm. go in and adjust it to make it lower. Yeah. So I'll probably be doing this to, like, negative 6 or maybe 0. I don't know. I'll just experiment with it. But So that part's going to be hell for whoever's listening to it. <laughs> but, um, yeah. This is, uh, yeah, so they were regarded suspiciously. This is particularly the case if these perceived magicians have been associated with social groups already considered morally suspect in a particular society, such as foreigners, women, or the lower classes. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Already considered morally suspect in a particular society, such as women, is really funny. If you're a woman, you just kind of, I don't know if I trust you. Like, not like I trust a man. (laughs) It says morally suspect (laughs) is the funniest part. It's like not just considered lower, it's morally suspect. I don't think because you're a woman, you have like a more flawed moral system. I've never heard that. That's crazy. That's Shout insane. out women. You guys really do deal with a lot. Hey man, as the as the son of a woman, me personally, <laughs> I, I, I can't bring myself to hate him. And your mom's actually here, so let's see what she has to say. Because, you know, a lot of the time women don't get to talk because there are male voices talking over them. Yeah, the whole being, time. being a little louder. Like they just don't let women talk, which I personally am really upset by. So go ahead and say whatever you want, uh, Brendan's mom. Because actually the really interesting thing is a lot of the time women have more interesting things to say than the male voices in the room. They just sort of talk in circles at each other and not much comes of it, you know? Yeah, and usually they're just like, they're delegated to like, you know, just sitting there looking pretty. It's like, hey, we, we have you on here because we're kind of obligated to have a woman. No, nobody, nobody lets the women speak nowadays. We, and I, th- I think we should aim to fix that here on Goblin Hour. Yeah, so thank you so much for coming, Brendan's mom. Uh, we'll see you later. That was, I loved everything you had to say and, you know, you're, just great overall. Great you, guest. You definitely added something by being here. I'll I'll be home at a decent time. So shout out women. Audience, let's get let's hear it for women. Yeah, women. Great, a huge fan of women. All right. Um, moreover, Hutton also notes three other definitions in current usage to refer to anyone who conducts magical acts for benevolent or malevolent intent. For practi- I already fucking read this. I'm f- insane. God, dude, you, you need to be a better host. Listen here, you. <laughs> listen here, you. <laughs> this is my. <laughs> and you. <sighs> Do you understand me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Are we good? I'm and- sorry. In contrast to these negative associations, many practitioners of activities that have been labeled magical have emphasized that their actions are benevolent. Fucking, what is this? I've read this word like six times today. Do I need to Benevolent. That their actions are benevolent and beneficial. This conflicted with the common Christian view that all activities categorized as being forms of magic were intrinsically bad regardless of the intent of the magician because all magical actions relied on the aid of demons. Oh. There can be conflicting attitudes regarding the practices of a magician. In Europe history, uh, in European history, authorities often believed that cunning folk and traditional healers were harmful because their practices were regarded as magical, and thus stemming from contact with demons, whereas a local community might value and respect these individuals because their skills and services were deemed beneficial. Okay, so the, the, the upper class hates them because, oh, it's, you're, you're associating with demons and demons spawn. But, uh, the, it's yeah, like, the, no, dude, I'm just doing spells. Yeah, they're just, they're just kind of living their lives. They're, they're doing not, spells. They're not talking they're to d- demons or They're nothing. healing each other. 
They're doing infinite money glitches. They're just being good guys. They're, I think they're jealous. I think the upper class is just jealous they're not doing spells. I think you're right. The upper class have famously been unable to do spells for a long time. In Western societies, the practice of magic, especially when harmful, <laughs> was usually associated with women. For instance, <laughs> during the witch trials of the early modern period, around three-quarters of those executed as witches were female. To only a quarter were men. I thought they were all female who were being executed. That's just so funny. It's like... Th- the practice of magic, specifically, like, there were some people doing spells, and they were like, oh, that's a good spell, man. Yeah, dude, nice one. I like <laughs> that. Then a woman would do it. Wait, oh, like, a woman? Hey, hey, quit that. What are you doing? Hey, come here. Hey, we're going we're gonna to kill you. We're going to hang you. They would do the fucking burning at the stake thing. That's wild. They that's, did burn him at the stake. You're right. Man, it's like we always say, women have it rough. Glad women don't have it like that nowadays. Now of days, yeah. It's now all of work. the days. Pretty good to be a freaking woman. <laughs> uh, women were more likely to be accused and convicted of witchcraft in this period. Might have been because their position was more legally vulnerable, with women having little or no legal standing that was independent of their male relatives. The conceptual link between women and magic in Western culture may be because many of the activities regarded as magical, from rites to encourage fertility to potions to induce abortions, were oh. associated with the female sphere. Might also be connected to the fact that many cultures portrayed women as being inferior to men on an intellectual, moral, spiritual, and physical level. Yeah, that part makes sense. The being like, you're inferior to me makes sense why they'd be like, you know, if you didn't like, everybody knows that about the witch trials. You just could kind of yeah. say, I don't like that guy. And then they get killed for being a witch. Yeah, you, you didn't really need a lot of supporting evidence. You said testimony and that was it. Yeah, I was like, all right, I believe you, man. She sucks. She sucks. Everyone just kind of hates her. I, I think it'd be better if she was just gone. She's probably a witch. Incantation is what we have up next. All right, I'm I'm really I'm really interested to learn because I've uh, incantation. It's one of those words I know, but it, I don't I like I know the word and that's it. I don't know a dang thing about incantations. I'm pumped. Well, this does not start with a definition. God, <laughs> it starts with just like a contextual. Th- you'll be able to figure it that's out from yeah, this. I'll, I'll figure it out. I'm a smart guy. Okay, an incantation, a spell, a charm, an enchantment, or a bewitchery. Oh, it does start with an whatever. It's got a definition. An incantation, a spell, a charm, an enchantment, or a bewitchery is a magical formula intended to trigger a magical effect on a person or objects. The formula can be spoken, sung, or chanted. An incantation can also be performed during ceremony, rituals, or prayers. In the world of magic, wizards, witches, and fairies allegedly perform incantations. Well, they, they just kind of they slip fairies in there. Yeah, I know. That was crazy. Why, no, nobody said a word about fairies. I know. We didn't talk about that at all in any of this other stuff. But I guess fairies can do that. Okay, um, yeah, sure. We can we can remember that for the fairy episode. And you know what? I'll pull up my my notes actually because uh, this part is also sort of interesting. These are three other things that weren't mentioned, but I think are important for later because we might get into it. Yes. Uh, these are other parts of that magical little thing that is also sort of an incantation. Um, a curse is something that is part of that family and a curse is a is simply a spell intended to do harm so with my gray magic to like do life drain that would be considered a curse that's a, that's a curse yeah then we have um a hex is pretty similar but instead of a spell it is a wish filled with malice so Ooh, so that's you going i wish your life was drained yeah kind of and it's also literally that thing i do where i wish for <laughs> Bad things in my friends' no. lives. Dude, I've I been hate hexing that. you guys. Stop hexing us. Yeah. A little bit of context. Um, <laughs> for all the Garden of Ban Ban heads out there, uh, I have this wish for Brendan because he's a huge fan of that series. He loves the characters. And so my wish for him was that he develops a form of schizophrenia 
where he just sees those characters everywhere and they legitimately scare him because of like somehow the stress or whatever they can physically hurt him but it's not like he's not being picked up and thrown around it's just like bruises or like scraping maybe his throat starts hurting like if one of them strangles him in the schizophrenic delusion his body is just like manifesting these injuries and uh, and i'm not a huge fan i don't like this wish and so that's a hex Technically, I'm just now realizing that that is a hex that I've cast God, on you. You're going you're gonna to start saying that now. You're going to be like, Brendan, remember my hex. Uh, remember how I've hexed you. Yeah, it would be pretty cool. <laughs> and, then, um, and then the last one is a jinx, which is a jinx is a condition of bad luck, most probably by way of a curse. So someone can just curse you to have bad luck, and that is a jinx. Okay, so a jinx is like, it's not like a specific like curse itself. But it's like a general bad luck It's like luck a way curse. of classifying a bad luck curse. Okay. Yeah, it's a jinx. But, yeah, I just wanted to get those out of the way before we continued. Um, yeah, a little, <clears> little bit more context. In medieval literature, folklore, fairy tales, and modern fantasy fiction, enchantments are charms or spells. This has led to the terms enchanter and enchantress for those who use enchantments. Brilliant. That's awesome. The English language borrowed the term incantation from Old French in the late 14th century. The corresponding old... Uh, fucking, we don't need to do this etymology. Words of incantation are often spoken with inflection and emphasis on the words being said. The tone and rhyme of how the words are spoken and the placement of words used in the formula may differ depending on the desired outcome of the magical effect. Surviving written records of historical magical spells were largely obliterated in many cultures by the success of the major monotheistic religions, Islam, Judaism, and Christianity which labels some magical activities immoral or associated with evil. So that's sort of a bummer. Um, we should have a lot of spells we can cast. But thanks to, you know, Islam, Judaism, Christianity, we don't have access to those anymore. That's evil. That's evil. Yeah, that's pretty messed up. I think it's time Goblinar goes to war with the big three. Yeah, we're gonna, we need to take them down one by one. To get spells back. We need to, we, we need, we need to bring spells to the people. And uh, just to clarify, when we say we need to take them down one by one, this is not the people practicing. It is simply the belief system. Yes. Goblin Hour does not support any form of genocide. No, a- no, absolutely not. No, we, nobody, we want nobody dead. We're big fans of different beliefs. Uh, honestly, we don't even need to get rid of the belief systems. Um, they, we just need them to be more accepting of a lot of things in this world, but specifically in this case, spells, because we would like to cast them. Yeah, casting. I I want to cast a spell now. This sounds so awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of cool powers, a lot of cool abilities. I need to bring some of these hexes into the real world. So we're gonna start a a bit of I don't know a social movement to get spells off the menu. Yeah. Yeah, audience, you with us? They're in agreement. They love it. They love it. Thanks, guys. We can Thanks, always count audience. on you. All right. Um, God damn it. They all have etymology. It's like, in, it's kind of interesting, but it's not really too relevant here. Just skip it. Whatever. Yeah, if you want to know the etymology, just print out your own Wikipedia article. Yeah, just, lo- just look it up. You mother... <laughs> stupid... <laughs> listeners, I'm going to... And then when you're... <laughs> then I'll be done. Hey, Ben. Let's maybe not talk so bad about our viewers, huh? Let's maybe cut that part out, okay, buddy? No, that part's staying in. All if right, you, well. If you try to... Then I'm going to... To you, too. I'm, I'm standing my ground. I'm standing <laughs> my ground. Everyone dislike that part's getting cut for real. 
Yeah, whatever. I don't want to hear it. Keep talking, spell boy. It'll be funny, though, because at some point, you're going to listen to this. You're going to be like, I wonder how I did. And you're going to realize that part wasn't there. You're going to see this part's here where I'm talking. If you say anything to defend yourself now, it's going to be cut. Cut. That part was in where I said cut, that's in. But the part where you said what you said is out. Oh, so, okay. So you're just like, you're just ruling with an iron fist. Yeah. You're just, you're, you're twisting the narrative to fit you. Yeah. Check this out. I'm going to make you say something. Hey guys, I'm Brendan and uh, I'm like fit little boys. You've said you've you've said enough. I have enough. I can make you say like I am gay or something, and it goes right there. <laughs> they're not. They're, they're not going to believe that. This part's out. This part's not in. Okay, but if they if they hear I am gay, they're, they're going to believe it. They're they're going to believe it when it, it's it's three different. Here, look, I'm off the mic now. The the audience base of Goblin Hour is the dumbest people on the planet. They'll believe anything. Uh, Ben, I think they can freaking hear that, man. Don't. All right. Uh, wait. <laughs> wait. You just heard that, didn't you? <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> okay. Uh, magic words or words of power are words which have a specific and sometimes unintended effect. They're often nonsense phrases used in fantasy fiction or by stage prestigidators. Never heard that word. I don't know. Frequently, such words are presented as being a part of a divine, Adamic, or other secret or empowered language. Certain comic book heroes use magic words to activate their powers. It's so, it's gross that I'm doing that. Because Little Caesar's burps (laughs) do not feel good. They feel gross. And then I'm burping into the mic, so it's bouncing off the filter and just going into my nose. I'm I'm really happy I'm on the other side of this table. I, I can sort. I sort of stay away from it all. Examples of traditional magic words include abracadabra, alakazam, Pokemon reference, right there. Oh, the dude! Hocus pocus, open sesame, and simsalabim. And Babylonian incantations can be used in rituals to burn images of one's own enemies. An example would be found in the series of Mesopotamian incant- incantations of Serpu and Malklu. Sorry if I mispronounced those. In the Orient, the charming of snakes have been used in incantations of the past and still used today. A person using an incantation would entice the snake out of its hiding place in order to get rid of them. Okay, so it's like a, it's like old, it's like pest control. I guess I don't know. It's Magical weird. pest control. That's dude. That's awesome. I guess. Um, Udaghul in Mesopotamian mythology. Udaghul. Don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Sorry. Incantations are used to exercise demons. Oh, that's one we should ha- remember. Yeah, that's a, that's like an objectively good one. Yeah, evil Udug who bring misfortune or illness, such as mental illness or anxiety. These demons can create horrible events, such as divorce, <laughs> loss of property, or oh other god. catastrophes. Oh my god, this is, res- this is responsible for everyone's parents divorcing. If I knew this spell, maybe things would be different. <laughs> if I had this spell back then, back when I was eight, I could have done like the Udagul and pre- prevented that catastrophe, apparently. Unbelievable. This is insane. I love that it says catastrophe. <laughs> Such as divorce, loss of property. Like, that sucks, but it's not saying loss of home. It could it's be like losing my yeah. water bottle, and it's considering that a catastrophe. That is so goofy. It's like, dude, it's fine. It's tw- you're 20 bucks out. It's fine. This silly, outdated belief system. Yeah. For those of you still practicing Mesopotamian mythology, sorry for yeah, disrespecting you're not, you. You're, you're just kind of not all that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um,. Let's skip. It's it's trying to talk about uh, folklore. You know what? This is like, it's pretty short. In traditional fairy tales and 
Tail's magical formulas are sometimes attached to an object. When the incantation is uttered, it helps transform the object. In such stories, incantations are attached to a magic wand used by wizards, witches, and fairy godmothers. One example is a spell that Cinderella's fairy godmother used to turn a pumpkin into a coach. Bibbidi bobbidi boo. Nonsense rhyme, which echoes more serious historical incantations. So, yeah, not really relevant to what we're talking about because we're talking about the real thing. But, um, yeah, stupid. Stupid little segment. Shouldn't have been on this article. Well, I mean, it, I, I feel like it's kind of important to know how it's portrayed in media, you know? That, okay, that kind of has, that, I feel like that has an effect on it. Okay, fine. Yeah, whatever, dude. The performance of magic <laughs> almost always involves the use of language, whether spoken out loud or unspoken. Words are frequently used to access or guide magical power. In The Magical Power of Words, 1968, S.J. Tambia argues that the connection between language and magic is due to a belief in the inherent ability of words to influence the universe. Bronislaw, Bronislaw Malinowski in Coral Gardens and Their Magic suggests that this belief is an extension of man's basic use of language to describe his surroundings in which the knowledge of the right words, appropriate phrases, and more highly developed forms of speech gives man a power over and above his own limited field of personal action. Magical speech is therefore a ritual act and is of equal or even greater importance to the performance of magic than nonverbal acts. Oh, okay. Another potential source of the power of words is their secrecy and exclusivity. Much sacred language is differentiated enough from common language that it is incomprehensible to the majority of the population. It can only be used and interpreted by specialized practitioners. Uh... Ma- magicians, in this respect, whatever, I'm done with that part. All right, um, and then it talks about charms, but it just says examples of charms. So, I don't know, you can read these, I guess. You can look at them. Wow, examples of charms. It's the bottom. Do, do you want me to like, read these aloud for the audience? Yeah, sure, if you want. You can read a couple of them. All right, here we go. I'll read the, I'll read the first four. How read the ones that? you think look interesting. Like, glance over it real quick and then be like, oh. I gotcha, I gotcha. Ooh, um, here, here's a good one. Mesopotamian incantations were composed to counter anything from witchcraft. Maklu? Ma- 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 I don't know. Yeah, we don't know how to say it. To, to field pests. That's, that's kind of cool. interesting. That's pretty good. They're, they're, like they're, they're specifically doing anti-witchcraft. All right, cool. Moving on. This is from uh, a really cool website. It's library.sydney.edu. The other stuff was from Wikipedia, and then the definition we started from uh, was Britannica Dictionary. So those are your sources cited. Now we're, now we're moving on to Sydney. Yeah. Uh, next up, grimoires and spell books. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. The term grimoire is a general name given to it. This website was scary, by the way. Ooh. It was a black, no, it was a dark, like, cobalt background with red text. You found a digital grimoire. I did. I was really scared. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so this one was pretty good. Uh, the term grimoire is a general, general name given to a variety of texts, setting out the names of demons and instructions on how to raise them. What? Effectively, a grimoire is a book of black magic, a book on which a wizard relied for all the necessary advice and instruction on raising spirits and casting spells. To be effective, the wizard should be initiated in the art of recruiting the formula and following the rituals that are associated with the spells. Some superstitions claim that grimoires must be in manuscript and in red ink, bound in black or in human skin, and that they must be given to the user as a part of a witch's legacy. If money is involved, all powers are canceled out. Oh, my God. This is what I was talking about when I was like, let's learn about spells. This is pure evil. This is the real stuff. Holy moly. This is what we're going to be doing. 
We're going to be doing this? Yeah. Oh, my God. We're going to be peeling off each other's skins and making some grimoires. This is scary, dude. <laughs> Don't be scared. It's it's not going to come get us. We're, this room has salt on the walls or something. Oh, oh, dude. That was smart. You took precautions. Yeah. That's crazy. No, dude, that is nuts. I'm I'm real. I'm real. And also, that. you can't sell it. It's you, you can't know, if, buy them. Yeah, it wasn't like if money is involved, everything is canceled out. Yeah, they lose That's their powers. Insane. Some superstitions claim that grimoires must be in manuscript in red ink, bound in black or in human skin, and that they must be given to the user as a part of a witch's legacy. So we would have to make our own. Through like not we can't buy skin from someone. We would have yeah. to like do red so, ink. Source our own skin ink. We would need manuscript ink. Probably we would probably just go with black, like just the black. Yeah, we, we don't need to do. I don't know why we. I like my skin where it is. We've really focused down on getting the human skin, <laughs> and it said you can do it in like black, like which is normal, or you can do human skin. <laughs> We're like, how are we gonna get human skin? Oh God, human skin. The only <laughs> option. How are we gonna do that? No. Okay. So if we're ever making our own grimoires, I think that we're gonna go with red ink. Bind it in black and make it out of manuscript. Yeah. Oh, wait, what the hell? What? If money is involved, all powers are canceled out. How are we going to... I'm thinking we buy this stuff, but we would have to learn how to that's produce we'd all have of to, this. We'd have to source it all. Maybe human skin would be easier. Yeah, that's why. I mean, it, it, it doesn't have to be from one of us, does it? Can it just be no, from anyone? No, it's just skin. But yeah. the thing is, it's binding in that, and we would need a lot. Like, we'd have to learn how to, like, tan it. Ooh, yeah, we'd have to be, like, like leather... We'd have to know how, to, how leather... Leather men. Leather men. How would we do this? Okay, so manuscript is probably something we could figure out how to make online. Yeah, that's pretty. That easy. sounds easy enough. Like it's probably like because I've seen people make paper like from their homestead or whatever, and it's an ordeal. We could learn how to do it. So yeah. I think we could do the same thing. We could learn how to make manuscript. Ink probably isn't too hard. Like I'm sure I mean, we could make ink out of beet. I mean, wor- worst comes to worst, we could just like we could just like draw blood from a pig or something. Yeah, I guess Draw we blood could. from a creature, but it's some. It's again, we can't buy it. Yeah, so we. I'm, I mean, go steal somebody's pig. It's sure. Why not, dude? I think it's probably easier. I, I bet we could learn how to make red dye out of beets. That'd probably be a little easier. Yeah. And the thing is, um, like we would have to. I think we could kind of get a loophole in. We would either have to steal beets and whatever, like steal some vegetable that could produce red dye. And I don't know how we would do that. Or we could buy the seeds for it and then plant it, grow it, and then plant the offspring of that thing we initially did. Ooh, okay. That's sort of a loophole. I'm not sure if it would work. We're probably, like, the easiest way to also ensure it works is to steal it. Yeah, I, th- I think stealing is the way to go, me personally. And then the thing is, like, how do we bind it? Like, either way, I'm sure there's, okay, vegans read books. Yes. So we should be able to find some sort of material that doesn't involve any animal cruelty that we could farm, uh, refine, manufacture on some level to the point where we can make a book cover out of it. Yeah. Okay, so this is kind of doable. Maybe it's better that we just f- become friends with a witch so they can give us the grimoire as you're, part of their oh, legacy. You're, you're absolutely right. We just need to find a local witch with a grimoire, get in her good graces, <laughs> then she passes Excuse it down to me, us. witch. We have a grimoire. We're we're interested <laughs> in learning. Also, this chair is hell on my back, dude. You know, it's it. I I want to. I, I really want to lower it because the like I want to scooch in more, yeah. but the the arms are stopping me from doing that. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Dude, what are you? What are you doing? I was adjusting my nuts. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, grimoires were very popular from 1600 AD through 1900 AD. 
The Black Dragon, Red Dragon, and the Black Screech Owl are examples of grimoires or magical texts. The term grimoire is a derivative of grammar. Grammar describes a fixed set of symbols and the means of their incorporation to properly produce well-formed, meaningful sentences and texts. <laughs> Similarly, a grimoire describes a set of magical symbols and how best to properly combine them in order to produce the desired effect. True grimoires contain elaborate rituals, many of which are echoed in modern witchcraft rites. Sources for the information of various grimoires include Greek and Egyptian magical texts from 100 to 400 AD and Hebrew and Latin sources. Grimoires were used much more by sorcerers, wizards, and early church officials than by witches. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Early church officials used grimoires. So this, this, yeah, this is like directly affiliated with the church now. They can't deny this. And they were using these spells. They, they were they, using the power of demons. You know, they were using... They were using tomes pot- bound of human, human skin. skin. This is insane. We blew the lid off something big here. Dude, we're... We're we're sniffing out a story. Okay, let's let's keep going. I'm getting a little scared, but yeah, we, we we need a little more to work with. The Key of Solomon is probably the most famous of all grimoires. The best known translation is that by Mathers, the oldest of the manuscripts used by him is probably 16th century. But there are, however, older texts, including several English manuscripts, three Hebrew Hebrew manuscripts, and an ancient Greek manuscript version of this grimoire. Whoa. Scary stuff. Okay, let's see this next one. Now I'm going to pass you this page. Whoa. These pages, because they have scary symbols on them, by the way. Oh, oh, God. Scary symbols? Okay. They, Negromancia, or Concerning the Black Art, is a Latin manuscript attributed to Roger Bacon. Bacon? Bacon. <laughs> I love bacon. I love bacon. Audience. Audience loves bacon. Bacon. Epic bacon. Okay. <laughs> First appearing sometime in the 16th century, the text is concerned with Goetic summonings, especially of wraiths. Goetia is the common name for that branch of ceremonial magic that deals with the conjuration of infernal spirits or demons. Hmm. That might be one I check out. You know, I, I'm, 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 I'm a little interested in the wraith aspect. I want to conjure things. I want to I learn more about wraiths. I'm going to do something. I'll do some research of my own. You know what? I'll add that to the list. Audience, you know what? Maybe at some point we do a wraith episode. I mean, I don't, I don't, know, how, I don't know if I'm allowed to do this, but I mean, if I'd, if I'd be allowed to come back for the wraith episode, that, that, that'd be awesome because I want, I want to learn about wraiths. Yeah, we can maybe do that. Like I don't, we'll I, don't I don't, I don't want to like force myself out there. I want to be like, no, I don't, we'll I don't, I don't, don't want to be getting, oh, I'm getting a part too, right? No, nah, we'll see. Or at, le- at least just like, yeah. Yeah, I'll see. Well, maybe. I'll think about it. <laughs> maybe you can come on and tell you about race. I don't know. All right. Next one. A scarce French grimoire text considered a companion volume to the infamous Le Dragon Rouge, or Red Dragon, a French version of the medieval Grand Grimoire. It contains with specific instructions on making a demonic pact and diagrams of talismans. Holy shit. That's something I would love. Do a little pact. Get their powers. Get some, get some demon powers, make a deal. Mm-hmm. I'd be I'd be down for that. I think. Yeah, that'd be that's that sounds kind of awesome. I want to know what I get. Yeah, something cool. I hope. Like, I know I was saying life drain, but um, like some sort of wither ability. Yeah. No, well, now there's so much more on the table. Why settle for life drain? You know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll t- we'll try out these packs and see if we can get anything cool. We'll for let sure. you guys know. See what comes <clears> of it. All right, uh, next is Le Dragon Rouge, or The Red Dragon, is another black book that is also known as Grand Grimoire. 
was published in 1822. It allegedly dates back to 1522. However, there is no concrete evidence to substantiate this. The Red Dragon is considered by some to be the source of black magic and demonic evocation. Whoa. So if we're going to, I think, want to find initially a copy of this and see if we can track down the original one, because this seems like the one we're going to want to do some yeah, spells this is, with. Like, this, is where, this is where it all comes from. This is the base. Because the thing is, like, I don't think either of us are evil, right? No, we're not I, evil. no. I mean, and we don't want to use these powers for evil. We just want to. We, we just want wanna, cool powers. Yeah, we just want to have cool powers. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be like. And if any of these demons try to do anything evil, we kill them. Yeah, we use our awesome powers to kill them. Yeah, we like I get mean, a like we get a we get a cross. We get some salt honestly, water. We didn't even need salt our powers. Water, holy probably. water. Holy water. Yeah, use holy water. Silver bullets. Um, stakes. Stakes. Yeah. Other other things. We'll probably have other tomes at this point. Like I don't think this is the one we're gonna start with. Yeah, no, this this isn't a starter. Like tome. we'll have figured out cool spells. Yeah, we'll we'll know we'll know a thing or two. All right. Uh, next one, the Grimoire of Armadale is supposedly translated from the original French and Latin of a manuscript in the Bibliothèque e Arsenal in Paris. This Christian grimoire contains many of the important seals and sigils of the various demons and planetary spirits. Eh, that's fine. It's all right. Um, another grimoire is the Grimoire of Honorius, a catalog of fallen angels and how to raise them. Whoa, okay. Oh, okay. This one might be the one we do first. I want to raise a fallen angel. That sounds awesome. Because even though they're technically evil also, they are more similar to angels than demons. Yeah. So maybe they could help us. They could help us battle demons. All right, cool. Yeah, I mean, sure, I mean surely they, they can repent. They're, they can be good guys again. Yeah, and this book, it was credited to Pope Honorius the third it's to a pope. pope this is a good book this yeah. is this is objectively good yeah you know what okay we'll maybe, get this one maybe spells ain't so bad he succeeded pope innocent the third pope innocent yeah in 1216 the book is full of christian benedictions and formulae it not only instructed priests in the arts of demonology but virtually ordered them to learn how to conjure and control demons as a part of their job Whoa. it was recommended that the sorcerer wrote the grimoire within his own hand to obtain this is the one we're doing. This we're is doing exactly this. what we want. We don't want to hang out with demons. We want their powers. And this exactly. is basically what they did. They figured out how to control them. Imagine if we had demons and we could be like, and like blast the demon at our foes. That would be so cool. Yeah, okay. That's the good one. This dude, I'm excited. I'm pumped. All right. The true grimoire originally claimed to be published in French by an Egyptian named Alibek in 1517 in Memphis, Egypt. The book claims it's funny. It says in Memphis, and then in parentheses <laughs> Egypt because it's like it's like Memphis, oh, Tennessee, Memphis, Tennessee. That's crazy. I didn't know it was a place back I didn't in fifteen seventeen. I didn't know it was so local. It's like, no, dude, what? The book claims a connection to Solomon, but many believe that it was really written in the eighteenth century. The work concentrates on rituals for summoning of demons and gives characters for some of these demons. It's fun. Okay. Um, this one is also known as the Red Book. It's talking about the Grand Grimoire again. The Grand Grimoire is a name given to a collection of evocation spells and elementary magic, supposedly from the pen of King Solomon, but almost certainly no older than the 16th century. The text constitutes one of the more famous and outrageous grimoires of black magic. Uh, A.E. Waite pronounced this as the most fantastic the most fantastic of the texts of the black magic cycle and one of the most atrocious of its... What are you talking about? It has Ooh. elementary level magic. But it's atrocious, according to this guy. This guy Dramatic. hates it. All right, well, next one. Uh, it is claimed that this text was written by Albertus Magnus in 1272 in French. The work contains instructions for the creation of magical aids as the hand of glory often featured in trials for witchcraft. This is uh, the one called Les Secrets Merveilleux de la Magie Naturelle du Petit Albert. You sound like Gru. 
It's <laughs> my French accent. That's <laughs> Gru. He's from France, right? I mean, I don't, I don't know where he's from. He could be from France. He's from that's France. A, that's my, that's our new headcanon. All right, uh, the last one. You know this one. Do you want to guess? You get one guess. I get one guess. Yeah. Ooh, um, the oh. famous grimoire tome. I think I think you over I think you very much overestimate me. It's okay. You'll be like, oh, okay, as soon as I say it. I'm thinking I'm thinking the I'm thinking the malicious the malicious tome, the evil book. <laughs> the Necronomicon. Oh, it's the ne- oh, I know the Necronomicon. Yeah. I know a thing or two about that. Uh, it was written in Damascus in seven thirty AD by Abdul Al Al Hazred. Uh, the Necronomicon, literally Book of Dead Names, is not as is popularly believed a grimoire or sorcerer's spellbook. It was conceived as a history and hence a book of things now dead and gone. An alternative divination or derivation derivation of the world of the word Necronomicon gives as its meaning the book of the customs of the dead. But again, this is consistent with the book's original conception as a history, not as a work of uh, necromancy. I guess it's something that's sort of been appropriated by like modern fiction and modern fear mongering is the nep- Necronomicon yeah. is evil. When in reality, it's just like, these are the people that died. It's just like, hey, here's a bunch of dead shit. But anyway, um, go ahead and look at some of the images on all of that. God, I feel I feel like if I do, I'll be cursed, but I'll do it anyways. Yeah, I've already seen them, man. We're both cursed. That's that true. Happens. If anything, we'll go down together. Oh, there's a scary, like, demon guy in there. That looks like... There's, like, a there's like a Venn diagram. There's, like, evil Satan. There's, like... That looks like mu- like like musical notation. This is this. I I mean, I'd love to learn how to understand this one day. This is nuts. Got the the redstone of Asia. It looks like. That's nuts. I these are some good pictures. I want to see these in color. You know what? What? These last two. I I like them. I like what I have here, but. I don't know. I don't feel like, we can do them justice by just talking about them. <laughs> I have some spells here. Go ahead and just read uh, these parts where it says karma spell. Read things from that section. Read karma spell? Yeah, just read karma spell and then go to the next header and tell me all, read them all into the mic. All right, so we got, we got the karma spell. We got white magic to make someone think of you. We got witchcraft, witchcraft spell books, spell to make a man dream of you. We got... Candles and their meanings. We got a spell, a spell in find LO5. Kipu ol, what hear me now on your, on your, and then it, uh, then it cuts off. <laughs> then, then, <laughs> then right under it, it says, I funny is fun of your life. <laughs> Images, gifts, and videos featured seven times a day. Your anaconda definitely wants some. Fun fact, we deliver faster than Amazon. So yeah, that's that, Thanks that, for reading that's the all ads. of that one. <laughs> then we got a, we got witchcraft spells for beginners. We got solitarypaganism.com on Twitter. <laughs> Rest in peace, Twitter. We got a witchcraft spells for beginners. And uh, that was the last one. So those are all things like these, we could read them. Like these are things we could like, like we could read. We could look into incantation there, uh, but we don't want to read that here. I mean, hmm, I don't know. I don't know. And this one might be a little scary. And this is the longest document I found. Well, if it wasn't scary, it wouldn't be on Goblin Hour. This is a twelve-page document. Holy moly! I think the only thing I'm gonna need from you. I think the only thing I'm gonna need from you. Is the title. 
I want you to tell me what the title of this one is. Well, let me let me tell you what this thing's called. <clears throat> it's in all caps. Do you want me to like? Do you want me to like be all dramatic? Don't yell, but you can read it however you want. <clears throat> Death spells. How to put a curse on someone to die? But are we going to be killing people this episode? I don't think we have time in this episode, man. <laughs> I think to really do our due diligence and see if we can control this magic and sort of contain it in a way that's safe for the other Americans of this great nation of ours, we got to go out and do a field investigation on some of these spells. Okay. You're implying we, we go out into the, into the big, bright, beautiful world. I'm saying we go out into nature do some low-level magic, like described in the first document or whatever. Yeah, we're not we're not or doing in death the incantations spells. document. We're not we're not making the. We're I mean, not we making can the try. Book. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if we'd be experienced enough. We'll give. We'll see. We'll try out like the karma spell and the make a man dream of you spell and see how that goes. There you and go. If we do okay, then maybe we try killing some people, and then we would make a like a tome or something or grimoire. I don't know. Yeah, we sort we sort of like keep moving moving up a level. Yeah, every like time. you don't go. Oh, my kid doesn't know how to swim. Let's chuck him into the deep end. You go, oh, my kid doesn't know how to swim. Let's walk him in and get him used to what water is. We're going to get used to water. We're going to try some yeah. low-level spells you out gotta, in nature. you got to learn to walk before you can run, crawl before you can walk, stuff all like the, that. All that stuff. Yeah, we're going to learn the karma spell, the man dreamy you spell. We're going to learn the eye funny spell. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to learn awesome stuff. But I think that's it for today. I mean, scary stuff, cool stuff. Powers are crazy. We're going to have them soon. Yeah, that was I'm I'm excited to to sort of gain these abilities. Yeah. Thank you for coming, I man. Think you've definitely converted me into a full-on believer. You know what? Audience, I think that you know what? Let's hear it. Let's hear it for that. Yeah. Thank, thank, you. You. thank you. Thank you, so you guys. But well, Brendan, this was a lot of fun. Um <clears throat> thank you so much for being here, man. You know, glad it, we could finally do this. It was fun being on. I, I'm glad to uh like you said, I'm glad to have finally done this after after so so dang long of just talking about it. Yeah, and you're the first guest of the season. I know too. that that's a that's a it's a high honor and a high privilege, and I'm I'm definitely very grateful for it. And something interesting is I don't think the rest of the episodes are going to be dated this way. I don't think they're going to be like episode one, episode two. I think I'll upload them. However, yeah, just like this is the, so like, this is just te- this is the only like one that's is, definitively that. Okay, so this is like, yeah, this this will be the only one that's like, hey, here's season two, episode one. Yeah. Then the rest is going to be like the blank another episode, episode the blank. of Goblin Hour. Like, this one's not going to be called season two, episode one. It'll be called the spells episode or whatever. Yeah. Like, like internally, it's kind of known. This was episode one. Yeah. This was going to be episode one in terms of upload and recorded. A lot of the other ones will be like episode two in terms of recorded, but maybe it's episode five in terms of upload. So yeah. Just, w- just whatever needs to be uploaded, you upload. Absolutely, yeah. But... Thank you so much, man. Do you want to shout anything out um, before you go? Oh, um, can I shout out my Twitter? Yeah, of course, dude. Man. Follow me on Twitter at uh, Lardy McBucket. That's L A R D Y M C B U C K E T. Uh, shout out, shout out, Puss in Boots. Love that guy. Love fictional cats. Shout out my friend Shiloh. <laughs> He's on Twitter too. You're gonna have to do a little digging for that one. I, I'm, I'm not shouting him out. Sorry, Shiloh. I love you, man. But is that his full name? name? Shiloh. Yeah, yeah. That sense of I'm cutting that. No, no, it's don't. just Shiloh. No, man. no, Shiloh. I insist. <laughs> I'm, he I'm cutting it. Fine, whatever. Shout this out to my friend Shiloh. I love Shiloh. Shout out to Ben. Thank you, Ben. Can we, can we, audience, what do we think of Ben? Does the audience love Ben? Audience, audience loves Ben. Thanks, guys. It's great being Ben, and it's great being Brendan, and it's great being on Goblin Hour. Perfect. Thank you so much, man. 
now. I mean, I I think we just go cast some of these spells. Yeah, let's let's do some spells, man. Yeah, let's go do it. Absolutely. Yeah.